Oh, man, you're looking nice today, little button-up. Thank you. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to look a little more dapper, trying to be a little more professional. Are you? <laughs> it looks like, you look like that every day. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good thing, right? Versus me who, who shows up occasionally in, you know, T-shirts. and. I was trying really hard to sell that. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing, though, because I'm trying to fit into clothing that hasn't fit in a while, and I'm, and I'm in denial about it, so I'm kind of like grabbing that button and doing the <laughs> shimmy, and I'm like, oh, it'll stretch out. Well, before you stretch it out, let's go ahead and jump in. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. When I hear JP's voice, is it wrong that I'm turned on now? No, it is the appropriate response. It's almost like if he called me up, It'd be, like, very seductive. Absolutely the appropriate response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I hear it, I think, oh, wow, Brian's here again. And, man, I love it when you're here. But we were oh, there's a drink oh. that's going to get poured. Oh, but there's, there's, a, there's a drink, and then JP's voice just kind of guides me into the mood, right? <laughs> it's, like, a, what, it's like a Barry White album for us. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, big shout-out to John Paul Stevenson. Uh, he is the sexy, talented voice that you guys hear before every show. We want to give him some love. Indeed. And thank you for tuning in to Neighbors Don't Knock. We may or may not be recording from a hot tub right now. It's up to you to decide. <laughs> I don't know if they should like want to picture that right now. Nobody wants to picture that. <laughs> what was that SNL sketch where they were in the hot tub and Will, Will Ferrell kept breaking? I had like the beard coming off or something. I didn't see it. You didn't see that? There was, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I, I can see it, the sketch in my head. I did not see that one. But hot tub sketches are funny, man. Well, I tell you what, man, we're coming up on spring break, right? So hot tubs should sort of be in the air. I guess, I guess you mask hot tubs it. in the air. What well, do you, do you, there's mask a lot up? of things that go up in the air and, and during spring break. Indeed. <laughs> At least they used to. Do you did, mask up now in, in a COVID world for a hot tub get together? Are people like wearing nothing but a banana hammock and a mask? <laughs> what what an ensemble. As long as it's matching. I'm okay as long as it's matching. You know, because I, I imagine um my banana hammock would be bright orange, more like tiger-esque. Have you ever been skinny dipping with a group of people? I have not that I can recall. Ryan Chambers, I am proud of you. That's a Philip Goffrey answer. That's that's really good. Well, not that I remember. <laughs> Is that the politically correct? There was a there was that one Thursday. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Two thousand two. <laughs> no, I wasn't a big I wasn't a big skinny dipper or whatever. You, I mean, this is what you call them skinny dippers, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that either because I'm very embarrassed by my, my body image <laughs> and stuff. Right, it just freaks me out. No one needs to see various hairs and moles and. Bleh. Well, I mean, everyone when they're younger does kind of weird and crazy stuff. I, I, I will say, and, and I shared this with you, we did have a, a day for water polo, head-on suit day, the very last practice every year. The guys, it was an all-guys school, and our our facility was off campus. It wasn't on campus, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry for anyone that's actually listening to this, that our team captain, they would always do a, an, a suit-on head day, and literally they would 
take their suits, put them on the head, and then they get out of the pool, run and touch the fence, and then jump in and swim across and run to the locker room. Yeah, so I've had some experiences like that with like team bonding and whatnot. And 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 looking back on it, I really <laughs> wonder. I like, oh yeah, the person that came up with that probably didn't want to see everybody naked or anything. <laughs> no, can you yeah. imagine? I mean, and first of all, you can't do stuff like that now at all. No. I mean, you go to jail. <laughs> yeah, right. In probably fact, probably justifiably so. I believe our coach looked the other way you know what I mean it wasn't like he was condoning this for me the big problem was skinny dipping I admit I've actually been a few times it's not so much the fact that I'm not shaped like you know young Brad Pitt or anything like that I've got an embarrassing tattoo on my my really yeah 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 wait wait this is new I I've never heard about this all right so I'm gonna clue you in so I've got this embarrassing tattoo on my thigh I'm not gonna tell you or our listeners what the tattoo is of I've already made up in my mind what I think it is anyone listening (laughs) who knows feel free to jump onto our social media and inform the world and Mr. Chambers here what my embarrassing tattoo is actually I have something better for all of our listeners out there send us a picture on either Instagram or Facebook or email us what you think Philip should have a tattoo of. Oh, that's I would good. I would really love to see what that's what really what our good. listeners think you should be should have tattooed on your you said your upper thigh? My, it's in my <laughs> upper left thigh. No So I, so no no skirts that you wear. <laughs> no skirts. Now I have a tattoo story that I'll share with you for this episode. But the embarrassing tattoo the part that I think you'll find most amusing about it is over the years, I've come up with like six or seven different stories about how I got it. Anywhere from six months to a year and a half on end, I would tell the story about how I got the tattoo. Everyone who happened to see said embarrassing tattoo, which is above the boxer line, I had to come up with a reason. Because they looked at it and they went, really? Uh, has, has your daughter seen it? Actually, she has. Yeah, she has seen my tattoo. Did it's- she say, I want one, daddy? <laughs> no well ish but you know what this this could backfire on you later because when she gets older you really can't argue like dad will you have one well okay so some some backstory here <laughs> about my daughter seeing my embarrassing tattoo it is above the boxer line but it's not above shallow boxers got it so like shallow regular boxers you can you can sort of peek through or a swimsuit if it, if it hikes up you can see it things like that so my daughter has seen said tattoo. we're not gonna go swimming we don't she, need she, that she happens hiking up yeah she happens to <laughs> not frequently see daddy naked thank god but (laughs) but she has seen the tattoo and she has pointed it out the tattoo is so bad and so lame she never had a reaction like wow that's really cool no it was always what's that oh it's my why (laughs) it's very yeah it's never been a flattering reaction to said embarrassing tattoo but i'll tell you what i have the sort of remnants of a tattoo on my left arm that I've been getting removed for years and years and years in a very long and excruciating wait, wait, the re- way. The remembrance? Remnants. No, so so it, I've, I've had a tattoo removed with lasers, painfully. So I've got a tattoo story about that, if you'll indulge me. Well, I, I will in a moment, but can I tell you what I believe the, the thigh-high yeah, tattoo yeah. is? Yeah, go. What I'm calling it now. I, I really am picturing this little leprechaun holding a sign that says entrance this way. <laughs> no, it is, it is not quite. It's as embarrassing. See, I mean, okay. I, cause I'm picturing something really, really stupid, but I'm like, ah, well 
I, I know how proud you are of being Irish and, so and Italian. And oh no, no, I guess it's more Italian, not Irish. So it's as. Embarrassing. But I'm still picturing the leprechaun. Yeah, it's as embarrassing, but it's embarrassing for different ways. No, it's not like grotesque and sexual or anything like that. Um, oh, it's a butterfly. Yeah, but but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. There. So my my oldest and closest friend, who's been on the show, Mr. Brian Loro. He knows how I actually got this tattoo. The guy I was with in the tattoo parlor, who also got a tattoo at the same time, he knows where I was and how I got the tattoo. So, Brian, if you're listening, I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing some kind of social media post from you. Who knows? But nobody else knows. In fact... He's got um, my contact. Just send it to me privately. <laughs> in fact, my, my, my lovely bride, she has no idea what the real story is behind the tattoo. I, I've, I literally, I've made up like seven different stories. Are you, okay, are you going to indulge us in the real story or is this going to be another? Uh, no. That, uh, no, you're not. No. Okay, so. But if you'd like, I'll tell you any one of the seven <laughs> that I've made I, up over I, the years. I, you know, I'm more impressed that you know, still know each one of them. Oh, I don't. I would just make up a new one. Oh, okay. I would that, completely bullshit right, you. That, that, <laughs> I know, that, that I makes know. more sense to me because I was like, wow, you you had like a scripted seven. You're like, which one should I go? Number two. They haven't. I know one. one or two versions. <laughs> um, but but no, I don't. So, but here, but here, I got a tattoo story. So. Yeah, but I'm not going to believe it. You'll believe this one. You'll believe this one. Trust me. Okay. So, so I had this tattoo on my arm that was um, a very, I, I lost a friend a long time ago and I thought that I would do this like tribute tattoo. So I had a, a tattoo parlor do this cross in like a stone wall kind of almost graveyard-esque kind of thing, right? With a, with a moon, a crescent moon. And it was absolutely horrible. It, it was like the, the worst, most shoddy, artistry it was absolute shite so i went to another guy years later to have him try to cover it up and add to it and make it this big great grand allegory right and this guy was a talented local houston artist everybody knew him it was let's call him a real tattoo artist like somebody you'd be proud to get work done by if you're into tattoos does he have a lot of tattoos those are the guys i trust yeah, he definitely had a lot of tattoos. Okay, um, okay. Because those are the guys I trust because they practice on themselves. Yeah, yeah, he definitely had a lot of tattoos. So I'm telling this guy what I'm kind of envisioning. He's giving me these strange looks, right? I'm like, no, no, I, I think I want it to look like this, you know? And, oh, he's like, okay, you know, no problem. And he's doing this tattoo, and people are coming over, and they're watching. They're kind of giving me strange looks. And I'm like, no, no, it's going to be really good, you know? <laughs> that, that that's I'm sorry. That's exactly what you want to hear. No, no, no. It's gonna yeah. look good. It's not finished. So it turns out he does very nice work. The problem is that it was a cross with a lot of fire. Oh, yeah. Because I'm so naive and so yeah. stupid. I hadn't put white two man, and two Italian together. cross, flaming on his arm. Yeah, I could see how that could be a little bit of a problem. I'm in a bar five, six months later. Short sleeve shirt, tattoo is showing. From across the bar, this 350-pound house of a human being looks at me and he goes, Motherfucker, you better run. <laughs> yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, really, it's not a burning cross. He's like barreling across the bar at me. I'm thinking, I'm going to get killed. This guy was going to destroy me. You better run. Right? You, you, you know it's bad. You know that's yeah. bad. So we have a conversation. I, I don't wind up in the hospital. 
Oh, you Which found is, you found ways to reason. We we reasoned it oh, out. Oh, communication. It involved many, many, many drinks I had to buy for this fine gentleman, explaining to him the situation, the story behind this tattoo. And he looked at me and he said, if I were you, I would have that removed as soon as possible. Because you're not going to find as many people as nice as I am. And he was right. So I, I realized, oh my gosh, like I made this huge mistake yeah, it was it was it was young and dumb you were young and dumb. it was very very naive i mean very dumb now was, was this a was this a spring break type no, of moment gosh, or was was or was this a spur of the moment one because a lot of times people will do tattoos spur of the moment or did you actually say i want to do this and then it ended up just poorly. well yeah so it was it was a cover-up of a bad tattoo that i thought i had a really good story that would that would play well to a good artist I just never realized what it could look like because it, it, it never occurred to me to think of the, the racist imagery that could be interpreted from that tattoo. Well, I'm it glad. Was really, it, was, I, it was scary. I'm glad you got it removed. I, I, am, I am glad. Yeah, you. thank you. Mostly. By the way, it's been 13 or 14 laser sessions so far. Wow, that's a lot of sessions. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of sessions. It's not fun. I, I have two tattoos myself, and they're not anything that I'm ashamed of now would I go back and have that one of them done again probably not I would <laughs> you know I'm not ashamed, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> would I do it again no, no. I, I I probably wouldn't do it again but I, I don't feel like I have to get it removed yeah 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 you know are they are they color or there's black no they're color uh, the one uh, I have one on my my shoulder back shoulder um, that I had students that I of, of a retreat that I led that designed this like cross with this crown of thorns around the top, and then I added this vine and my sister's initials. And, well, there you go. You know, so it's it, got meaning. Yeah, it's got meaning. It's really nice. Uh, the other one was my fraternity Greek letters. Ah. You know, with our colors and flame and this, and it, and it looks really cool. And it's on the inside of my ankle. But honestly. If I was going to go back in time again, I would probably tell myself, no, yeah. or get it much smaller. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Cool is still wearing your high school ring. I yeah. know, right? Yeah. I know. But, I get it. I get it. But you're right. Spring break is around, but it does make you nostalgic a little bit, right? You have to think about it. Everyone who's an adult always thinks back to their spring break. Oh, big time. I feel so old. Do you, do you think that we should still have spring break for adults? I mean, not at the same time, obviously. But do you think that there should be an adult spring break? Well, there is. It's it's the week to three weeks that we complain about all the young people making too much noise <laughs> and being too filthy and No, I'm just saying literally COVID last literally, year. Literally, like, what would you what would you think would happen if there was literally one week during the year that we were out of work? Well, you, you've seen the movie old school, right? <laughs> Do you I'm, really think that that's what it would be like? I, I know it is for me. <laughs> I because I, I, I picture now. I guess I picture a lot of that. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, that also depends the age bracket that that we're, picture, that we're putting adults in. Because trust me, I I took me a long time to grow up, so I was not an adult in my twenties. Yeah, I picture you. You're my boy, Blue. I picture you, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're running down a You're crowded blue. city street in your underwear. We're going streaking. We're going streaking. <laughs> Throw the quad. Yes, yes. I can definitely picture you doing that. And and yeah, I think about it all the time. You know, lately I'm feeling I'm feeling super duper old. So spring break being just around the corner, you see all these images, and everyone gets so upset. Oh my god, look at all those kids being they're they're uh, they're practicing unsafe sex and everyone gets so upset like i'm uh, looking at it going 
Good times. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Well, like, if adults were to have a spring break, it would be one day, like a one-day blowout, and then it would be six days of recovery. Yeah, and the <laughs> That's problem exactly is... exactly what it would be. <laughs> and, and the problem is there'd be all these, like, intermingled couples that would regret it, right? There's all... It's going to be one of those... One of those modern day dramatic movies or plays where it's like desperate housewives except with everybody right (laughs) or no 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 more like the real world i can never look at steven again (laughs) it's just gonna be very awkward you like call up an old high school crush or something (laughs) spring break adult spring break woohoo so were your spring breaks always just crazy off the chain you know drink your faces off or were did you go on some cool trips and do some well yes and no i went to i we usually went down and floated the river here oh yeah that makes sense sure sure. you know we were down here uh weather was hot it was nice so we would go down and we drink and float and hang out all day but you got so so drained from being in the sun all day and being out that you were just you were dead by the end of the day not quite like the movies is it no 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 it's it's not it's a lot of fun i had a blast we'd always go to like a concert that night you know some nights were easier than others but if you spent too much time in the sun you were you know sunburned and and hurt and i tended to always be dating someone and we would go together so i never had any Let's go to South Beach in Florida, blowout type right. of. I didn't get too wild. I was not one of those, you know, spring break '99, woohoo! You know, wet t-shirt. Let's almost die. Yeah, wet t-shirt yeah. contest. No, I, I had enough fun in college doing stupid and crazy party stuff. I didn't need to go and continue that for one week and piss away money. Yeah, so considering I, I didn't have any, so it was my dad's money. But dad, thank you, I love you. Um, <laughs> you know. I had a similar experience for me. Most of my normal time during those years of my life involved enough of the uh, sort of crazy antics. I didn't really need a week or two to go do more of it. My spring breaks were usually not very epic. They were pretty. It was a time to recharge your batteries, man. Well, I mean, I was broke. Maybe I'll go someplace with my family. A few times we did, and it was kind of like go hang out with friends, drive back to where I grew up, hang out there a little bit. There was nothing for me really kind of off the off the wall. But that's the thing. Most most college kids are broke, and well, so it yeah. it amazes me. It amazes me where some people find money to go skiing or head to Cancun or I'm like, where, where's this money coming from? Because there's, I would have to ask my folks for that. And there's no way they'd give that to me. Yeah. Not to be too stereotyping, but there's a reason why when you see the news, you know, video footage of all the spring breakers, you're not looking out there going, Oh yeah, y'all look like you work really hard for your cash. You know, there's, <laughs> there's definitely a reason why. Now I, I did know a couple people that the well, certain destinations, you know, they have deals and things like yeah. that. So they would all pool in, and, and I had a couple buddies that would go in on a hotel room or something. Sure. So it was super cheap and yeah. things like that. Six guys to a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was whoever. It, it was six whoever's to a hotel room. It sure. didn't matter. And, of course, at least, get, at least after the second night. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly, right? You start picking up people from the street. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, but I never got into that. That was not my bag. That was, wasn't my jam. So do you think people from New Orleans look at the, the spring breakers and just be like, oh, you guys, you're so clueless? I think it's the same way they look at people who are in town for Mardi Gras. Yeah, I agree. Pretty much. You know, where locals are just looking at you like, you don't know. You don't know. They're like, Shug, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. 
your whole body hurts. I mean, I feel like everyone should get a physical after they come back from spring break. I tell you, man, I can't hang anymore. I feel so old. Well, I, I do appreciate when you give the Irish goodbye and you come down and announce to us that <laughs> in a sit-down manner, very civilized. Guys, I know this is lame. We'll talk with you soon. And then you go. But you know what? It's better than just disappearing. I'm proud of myself for that last one, giving you the heads up. My wife, not so much. But I was pretty proud of myself that I had the way hey, you had to Hey, you had to bring it all together, and you had to bite the bullet. It's like, okay, I'm hosting, and now I have to go tell them I'm going to yeah. bed. Hey, <laughs> let's have one more glass of wine. And good night. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't even think you had one more glass. I think you said. I'm sure I left one standing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to have one more glass. And then you just like cheers and then put it on the table and walked out. <laughs> you know, it's a weird spot being 40 years old because I don't know. I don't know if I quite qualify for middle age yet. I feel like I do, but I don't know that I do. I don't really know what generation I am, being that I was born in 1980. Some people say I'm at the very end of the, or very beginning, I should say, of the millennials. Well, I'm in the same boat because I'm 82. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like I'm kind of a millennial, but I'm not yeah, really. Some people say I'm Gen Y, which. I can't keep track anymore. No, but when I was in high school, that's the one we thought we were, was Gen Y. Well, it's, it's funny that you kind of feel middle age. I don't. That's because you're still, you're that magic number three still. Yeah, I haven't hit the magic 4-0. Oh, there's nothing magic about 4-0. <laughs> it's mean, the dark, but demonic 4-0. But see, I, I feel that I am going to be happy. I have been happy with all the ages that I've turned. I'm quite confident that you cannot be unhappy. I, you, you have that sort of aura about you. You're I, I appreciate that. I, 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 have enjo I enjoy my age. I enjoy where I've come. There are certain ages maybe that I loved a little bit more, but I wouldn't want to go back. I, I'm actually confident I would not want to oh, go back. no, I'm with you. No, I wouldn't no, want to no, go no. back. No, no, do-overs are a bad idea. Now, there are a lot of things coming forward that I'm not necessarily looking forward to, which I can see why people dread. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take those. I'll roll with the punches. Yeah, let me give you a little glimpse. So I have my first physical in a while. I've got middle-aged problems, man. Like, everything's beautiful. Doctor's like, oh, yeah, you know, do you work out? I'm like, yes. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> right? Liar. He's like, you know, How much do you drink? Oh, you know, I have a drink every couple of nights. He goes, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, you say a drink, you mean like eight? <laughs> yeah, and in fairness, my doctor's great because he's super honest. He's, he's very, very kind. One drink or one bottle? And he doesn't care, right? He's old enough. He's been practicing long enough now. You could say, you know what, doc? I drink a bottle of whiskey oh every he's a day. bullshit detector totally i drink a bottle of whiskey every day he'd be like good for you you're in pretty good shape for that i mean he just doesn't <laughs> yeah. you know. i'm surprised you haven't dropped dead nice yeah yeah it doesn't <laughs> it, like it doesn't he doesn't flinch you know that's scary i i now picture you like testing him seeing what you can get away with or do and what he'd say well i kind of go did a go bit. eat the old 96 or go eat like a ridiculous amount of red meat and just be like hey doc and just see what he'd say. So I kind of did a little bit. That's exactly right. So I said to him, you know, yeah, you know, my, my BMI and stuff's not where I want it to be. I could probably lose about 10 pounds. He looks at me, he goes, 15. <laughs> I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah. Did you oh. ask him, are you being honest or are you being modest? Oh, I don't have to ask that question. Oh, he was no, being, he's he's just, being he's straight up honest. honest. Yeah, this okay. guy is 155 years old. He doesn't fuck around. So he's like, 15 pounds. Said, okay, great. Does he shuffle when he walks out of the room? Yes, he does. He's got big <laughs> orthopedic shoes. He shuffles. It's really cool. He's very slow moving. So he so he says to me, yeah, 15 pounds. I said, okay. He said, you know, I'm worried about my blood pressure. He tested my blood pressure. It was beautiful. Best blood pressure reading I've had in years. I was floored. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get through this. No problem. 
He goes, okay, well, when the, when the lab results get back, you know, let's take a look at it. I'm sure you're fine. Other than the whole weight loss thing and you have to stop drinking as much, you're good. Okay, I get my results. Freaking cholesterol is like off the charts. Ah, there's the black mark. Right? Off the charts. So he writes this long note with my results. He, he's an old school doctor. It's not a computer generated thing. Like he actually types out his own notes. Did he get the protractor out, calculate everything? Probably. <laughs> I wasn't there for this part, but probably. In his notes, he's, we can try to tackle this with diet, but we probably shouldn't kid ourselves. <laughs> I would say thank you, Doc. Middle, middle, thank you, middle Doc. age man problems. This is scary stuff. I'm looking back at these spring breakers thinking, pew, you people, you don't, you youngins, you don't have a clue. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big market and media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Now, now thinking back, I don't know if I've ever had a doctor that's ever lied to me. I mean, obviously, that's a... a they can't, but I've never, like, sh I guess sugar-coated is what I'm looking for. I've never had a doctor that's sugar-coated stuff or played pampered to me, right? You know what I mean? That's just kind of looked at you, well, you could use to do this. I'd prefer them to tell it to me straight. Yeah, you want a straight shooter. Right? I, I do. I don't want a lecture, but man's, I want a straight shooter. doctor. Yeah, 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 straight shooter. I, I don't think. even care. I don't care. He could be like, honey, you need to lose some weight. I don't care. But I, I feel. I want to feel happy, though. I mean, don't you want to feel happy? I mean, yes, we want to do what we can to stay healthy. Of but, course. And I know my wife is really big in, in the fitness and health world, and she's helping me eat better and, and do things. And, and I, I think that you should, yes, certain things with moderation and take care of ourselves, but... To be honest, I, I don't want to like weigh every meal that I have to eat. I can't do that. You know what I mean? I've I, gone down those rabbit holes, man. I can't do that. It, it's it's just too much. It gets too stressful. I, I would prefer to to force myself to be physically active a little, just a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I learned in this experience is okay. Now at, at my uh, borderline middle aged self, I have to set a goal, both with diet and with fitness, with exercise. I'm very very good at goals. Such as, okay, I want to go run a half marathon. That goal for me, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I can do it. I can measure it once I set my mind to it. That's just my personality. I can knock that out. But this sort of overall goal of I'm going to eat better now. I love what I love. You're not going to tell you. I, I can't stop eating bacon. I can't stop having red meat. You know, our listeners do know that you cook your own sourdough bread. That's they, true. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, bake so. my own sourdough bread. I, I grind my own yeah, meat. I'm me. making. I, I meant to say bake your own bread. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm all for goal setting. I, I think if you are, you should let us know. I mean, it comes at a lot of different ages. That That's the crazy thing. You think about people in their 60s, 70s that are still so active, so physically active, and some of them will tell you, oh, yeah, we didn't change our diet whatsoever. We had nothing to do with any of that. We did what we did. We just stayed that, that same lifestyle. And then you have people that are in their 20s and 30s that are in these physical ailments that they have to 
I don't want to just jump right to dieting, but they have to add something to their life, you know, whether it be something physical or something mental or emotional or something. And it's just very strange because I think years ago, it was only the physical that people looked at. Now it's so much more of the emotional and mental state. Yeah. And, and then the physical, I feel like that become, that is what happens first. And then the physical is looked at as an afterthought. But do you think that it's all too obsessive, no matter which angle you're coming from? I, I want to say yes and no, because it, it depends, depends what we're talking about because people with anxiety, it's very real people with depression. It's very real. Of course. And those are, those are emotional and mental things that, that come to different that are with within certain people and you can't dismiss that of course but that's not so much my question so my question has more to do with in the internet age do you feel like people are becoming more obsessed with these fad diets fad workouts they sort of so so i I think that's always been i think that's always been the case i i don't think that's ever changed i fell victim to the whole uh paleo diet thing about a decade ago Got into CrossFit, was doing that. I actually have... Uh, oh, you you were flipping a tire? I was flipping tires, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about that, <laughs> flipping tires. But, but I, but sorry, I, sorry for all of you CrossFit lovers out there. But I really could flip <laughs> yeah, this, Oh, this okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I couldn't flip a tire, so I applaud. You know, it's funny, I'm sure that the... People who are involved in CrossFit uh, have some kind of standard weight that those tires should be. The dude that happened to own and run the CrossFit box, they call them, that I was working out at, the gym, I think he just found the biggest, most fucked up industrial tire he could. (laughs) The thing weighed like 400 and something pounds. When I first got there, I couldn't get it more than a foot (laughs) off the ground. Like, are you kidding me? Eventually, I could flip that damn thing, but I'm quite confident that I shouldn't have. I don't but, think anyone... Why Why do we need to learn how to flip a tire? We don't. <laughs> no, and we that's, don't. And that's my point, right? It's so obsessive. I mean, it's so... Don't get me wrong. I know people love CrossFit. I know people love XYZ workouts. I'm not trying to be offensive. I actually have a dear, dear family friend who's an instructor, and she's incredible. But you have to step back and admit, it's extreme. It's an addiction. It's something to be obsessed about. I guess it's good that they're addicted to something that is so physical and healthy. But at the same time, even physical things like that that can be healthy can become unhealthy. Yeah, there are worse things, right? But I agree with you. So it's like with the paleo diet thing that I was doing for quite a, quite a while, a couple of years. Now it's, it's keto is, is one of the new ones. Keto or Weight Watchers, I can't remember what Weight Watchers have been around forever. They sort of modified their plan over the years. But yeah, like keto is, I like a keto. I'm like, oh, it's the paleo diet with a different name because they needed to resell it to people who wanted something to click on. I've got to be honest. I have no idea when someone's, I understand it's a very specific diet, but I have no idea. I've never looked into that. Do you know what the, the keto diet is? It's a combination of starvation, no grains, and all fat. Okay, that, well, thank you for clearing that up. We're going to have so many comments. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. It's not that. And and you know what? I, to those that are going to comment in, you know what? I, I'm not on the diet. So why should I actually know? It's not. It doesn't do anything for me to know what that diet entails if I'm not on it. Meanwhile, I sell everything <laughs> like I'm an authority. <laughs> hey, oh, really? Man, you stick to that. It's just about eating bacon and nothing else. Hmm. <laughs> hey, 
I got some bacon I'm going to go home and fry right now. Well, because it, it had a different name before, right? It was Atkins the first time. Then it was Paleo. Now it's Keto. And I'm sure that there are little differences between each one, but they're not extreme differences. The bottom line is that people see results because they lose a lot of weight, right? Because they're not eating a lot of sugar and they're not eating a lot of carbohydrates. I get that. My body type, as it turns out, requires quite a heavy carbohydrate load. And I learned that the hard way. Paleo diet actually hurt me for life. People don't like to talk about that. They're on these fad diets, right? But that can happen. I just wonder if we're becoming a little more obsessed. But for me, I've got to set some goals. I've got to be a little more active. I want some inspiration from people. Post up in comments. Tell me what to do. Because I can't set a goal of, oh, I think I should work out for a half hour a day and get 25 to 30 minutes of sun every day as well. That's never going to happen. It's not me. I can't do it. Well, and I'm curious. I want to know what people in their early 30s now or even 20s what they consider their what what is their diet what is their routine cuz i'm i'm kind of curious i want to look back and see if my if i made correct steps cuz i'm going to get someone's going to come in it's going to be some health nut that's going to be like you should be doing this dude what was your diet in your 20s well, that's the that's just the thing. It was whatever I could get my hands. No on. No kidding, right? <laughs> my diet, my oh, that looks good. I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> I I did in my twenties. The worst thing I did for myself was eat late. It was late night eating when you come home from the bar, or you'd have a big night and you had the munchies and you're just like, I gotta eat something. I just saw that as my prime time for nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> Whataburger breakfast burritos, baby. Oh, man. You were a Whataburger guy? Uh, I was in college. We didn't, they had Whataburger, but the line was always so long. So we went to the knockoff joint. And I don't know if they're still, I don't know if they're still around, but it was a place called Josie's. They actually were very good. But, you know, we, we wrote texts in college then, not, not now anymore. But my roommate, after the bar, wrote a check for our breakfast burritos at 3 o'clock in the morning. The poor banker is like, oh boy. oh, boy. I was shocked, man. So seriously, you wrote checks for food. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. And my buddy in college wrote a, like a $5 check to McDonald's. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you're like that old lady in the grocery line that's like counting her pennies or getting the checkbook out. That's well, it's, it's really bad that he was... Uh, I couldn't tell if he was joking or not, but as he wrote it, he's like, hot check, hot check. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't joking. Everyone was doing what they could in college, but yes, there so were still checks being written when I was in college. So my guilty late night after the bar stuff when I was in my 20s, I did Vietnamese food. They, they find ways to get vegetables and all kinds of stuff in it there. It is. Pack with veggies. Yeah, right? And there's just a lot, of, a lot of stuff that you can just eat at all kinds of... I mean, it's just great. Yeah, and that lends... it that. Your comment lends well to my my other guilty pleasure because my other one was Taco Bell <laughs> at two thirty in the morning, and that's awful. Yeah, I mean it's like I'll have some dog food with some <laughs> cheese on it wrapped up in a tortilla. It's so and gross. the worst part is you bite into it, it's like it's so good. Oh yeah, and I, and I'm gross. I would order like ten soft tacos. Yeah, because right? they're like a dollar. Yeah, shout out or eighty five right? cents. Yeah, vegetables? No, not necessary. <laughs> Don't, it's got some sprinkled lettuce in there, right? Fair enough. But you're, 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 you're dead on. The, uh, actually, no lettuce, but tomatoes usually, right? I guess both. I but don't the, know. But the Vietnamese, yeah, you're right. Like that food had, you know, green peppers, yellow peppers, orange peppers, onions, garlic, it was deli- mushrooms. They're going, we're, we're going to make you healthy whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you got checked out by the doctor. You're looking great. 
Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I finally, uh, you know, got the courage to go to go check it out. <laughs> well, don't go too crazy on spring break and blow it out. Otherwise, I want to see pictures. Yeah, we don't want a new tattoo to go along with the old ones, right? And speaking of, if you know what Phillip's tattoo is, post up. Also, let us know what you think it should be. You can drop those on social media. Make sure you drop us an email at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. And we have new episodes every Friday. So we'll see you guys next week. Philip, peace. Out.